BDTH Bite Size. So hello and welcome to Back Down the Hill. Today it's a bit different. Today, no guests, no uh, Jackie, sorry Jackie, and uh, it's just me talking about a topic that I am keen on. Now you may get your self-improvement advice from any number of people. Could be Jim Rohn, could be Lisa Nichols, could be Mel Robbins, could be Tony Robbins, it could be Simon Sinek, it could be Bob Proctor. I listen very, very carefully to all of these people and I find that almost all of their advice has pretty much already been thought of sometimes thousands of years ago. Now we recently did uh, an episode of Back Down the Hill where we talked about Stoicism, so, a, a form of philosophy uh, a guide to self-improvement that was invented by the Greeks uh, and is still talked about today. Well, everything that these wonderful, wonderful speakers talk about is generally to be found in those writings. So I want to talk about the one thread that runs through all of it. It's the starting point for believing in yourself and for creating a new direction in your life. And that is confidence. Confidence is ever-present, it's the initial challenge for all of us. So with all that being said, as they say, let's get into the video. Feeling confident is nothing but a state of mind. And you can change and create any state you want at any moment in time, no matter what's going on around you. Control your mental focus. Remember, what you focus on is going to determine how you feel. So if you focus constantly on how things might not work out and you look at in your brain all the possibilities of, well, what if this doesn't work or what if that doesn't happen? If that's your mental focus, of course you're going to lack confidence. Remember, we experience whatever we focus on. So if you're focusing on how things won't work, you're going to feel the pain that you associate to that. You're going to create a tremendous amount of doubt and then it usually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't get what you want. So Marcus Aurelius explains that you always have control of your mind. Regardless of what's going on around you, you choose to tell yourself what's happening and that determines how you feel. In addition, your happiness doesn't depend on any external event. Instead, it depends on what you're thinking. And this is in line with exactly what Tony Robbins is saying there. You need to avoid certain things in your train of thought. Anything random, anything irrelevant. So focus on what is ahead. The point is, very little is needed to create a life of happiness. It is all within you. It is all in your way of thinking. And to quote him, you have the power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. one thing that you cannot manage, you cannot control, and that's other people's perception of you. That's why when my grandmother told me I was about 21, and my grandmother said, baby, she starts every sentence with baby, baby, other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Oh, freedom! Like, really, understanding that other people's perception of you are not for you to manage. Your job is to do you. Your job is to be real and true to you. And then E, you went on to say, I don't have to find the courage it's not lost. 
I'm committed to my transformation. Good stuff, Lisa. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. You know, when I look at the time that we spent working on ourselves, recognizing that my commitment should be to show up fully, be authentic, be transparent, be honest, be humble, and be powerful, be courageous, you know, be me, allow my light to shine, that I get to be both. I used to think that if I let my light shine, somehow I was compromising my humility. No, like my humility goes everywhere that I go, but so does my light. So does my brilliance. So does my insecurity. So does my fears. But I get to show up and do all of me, be all of me, and then allow the world, you, the people around me, we get to allow each other to land in whatever perception we land in. But I believe that if I walk in my truth every day, that you will embrace my brilliance and love on my issues because you've seen both. Well, that is great wisdom and insight from Lisa Nichols, and that lady deserves a much bigger audience than she has, in my opinion. But here we are back again to Marcus Aurelius. He wrote that worrying about the opinion of others was a waste of time, right? In addition to that, neither praise nor criticism from others is important because neither affects the intrinsic value of whoever or whatever is being judged. Listen to the things that Marcus Aurelius says on this issue. Tranquility comes when you stop caring what they say or think or do. And again, he poses this question. We all care about ourselves more than other people, but why do we care more about their opinion than our own? So this is 2000 years ago, same questions with actually the same answers. And finally, my favorite quote, perhaps my favorite quote from him, so pertinent to modern times. I'm just going to leave it out there and you can see for yourself exactly what kind of an impact this would have on people if only they would read and absorb it. He says, choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. So when I was writing Leaders Eat Last, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. You know, writing about human behavior is a, like un, unraveling a ball of string, you know. It's, it's, it's so hard and you have to, every chapter could have been its own book. You know, there's mm -hmm. so, so much density and it kept going off in different, you know, when I sat down to write, start with why was something like 68,000 words. When I sat down to write Leaders Eat Last, I accidentally wrote 150,000 words and hadn't even started yet, you know. <laughs> I mean, it just kept it just kept coming out, and the research kept going in every direction, and I had no idea how to organize it. It became so painful to do, to organize all this information, and it got to the point after many attempts and starts and restarts and reorganizations, I actually gave up. I actually decided I wasn't going to finish, and I remember I was, out, I was sitting at my desk. It was at eight thirty or nine, and I got up and I just walked out. I just left. I just left, and I went for a long walk, and I was planning my exit, you know, I had convinced myself if I never wrote the book, no one will miss it, no big deal. Mm -hmm. And I was literally planning how to get out of my contract, that I have to give back the advance and, you know, I'd be humiliated for a while, but I'll get over it and, you know, and I was literally planning to quit. Mm -hmm. And I called a friend of mine 
who's uh, used to be in the uh, Air Force Special Forces. And I called him up in the middle of the night, and I don't even think he said hello. I think I just started talking. And I asked him, I said, what do you do? Was This is the question I asked him. What do you do when you can't complete the mission? That's what I asked him. Huh. And as is his nature, he told me a story. He told me a story of a mission that in Afghanistan, he was a helicopter pilot back then, that um, they were ordered to do, and it was a suicide mission. And meaning everyone was, I the intelligence was obvious, they would all get shot down, and, um, and they wouldn't complete the mission. It wasn't one of these kill Hitler missions where we're all going to die, but we'll kill Hitler. It's not like that. Mm. Like, we were all going to die, and it would be pointless. Mm. It's literally just a, a suicide mission, right? And he and, his, he and his wingman were preparing their helicopters and getting ready to go, and his wingman turns to him and says, what do we do? Like, do we refuse to go? You know, they got wives and kids and like, you know, and, and my friend turns to his wingman and says, no, this is what we signed up for. We go. Uh, they ended up canceling the mission, thank goodness. And then he says to me, you know, is this book more or less powerful than Start With Why? I said, it's more powerful. I said, okay. He said, before I met you, he said, I read this book called Start With Why and it re-inspired me and gave me a new, uh, a rejuvenated a sense of um, inspiration in me that I had lost in the Air Force. And if you're saying this is more powerful than the first one, then we need this book. He says, but beyond that, he says, this is what you signed up for. You have no choice. This is the cause you undertook. You have no choice. Mm -hmm. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no like, don't worry, you know, if it, it's not, if it's not going to work out. He just said, this is what you signed up for. You have no choice. Yeah. And I turned around, went back to my desk and finished writing. So that's the almost always brilliant Simon Sinek there, and he's talking about losing the confidence to continue with the project that he had, and then finding the strength to continue, and in doing so, developing new confidence, always knowing, of course, that once you carry on, you conquer the task at hand, that improves your confidence still further, and you're more confident in the future going into the next project. Well, this reminds me of Seneca and in his writings talking about facing adversity on the battlefield. Now in that metaphor, he says, you know, the prostate man is ignored. Men fight those who stand their ground on the battlefield and so you must go into it knowing you're going to face adversity if you remain standing. But your confidence will improve if you do that and if you carry on, it will be even greater. It's a great, great metaphor for exactly the thing that Simon Sinek was talking about. And 2,000 years ago, it was in the mind of Seneca. So there we have just three examples. Simon Sinek, Lisa Nichols, and Tony Robbins. Brilliant speakers whose ideas are rooted in some pretty old philosophy. I hope you enjoyed this more accessible, perhaps more bite-sized piece of back down the hill. I'm going to do this once every so often. In the meantime, I will see you on the next episode. Back with Jackie. I'll see you down the track. Wherever you are seeing or hearing this, please like, subscribe and share. The show is on YouTube and six podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. A full list is available at anchor.fm slash bdth. My name is Noel Matthews and I will see you down the track.